Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Thank you so much, Ken, and thank you everyone for being here. We are so honored every single week by your presence. It is so good to be home, but I had such an awesome time. Uh, I was in, I did, uh, I think, eight different events in five different cities over two and a half weeks in uh, Switzerland, Germany, and Austria. And people there were so gracious, so wonderful, so kind, so loving, and and so excited about what we're doing. Uh, The publishers in uh, the German language told me that over the last year and a half, in the German language, so this is all of 2013 and the first half of 2014, the Healing Code book has been the number one selling book in the German language, hardback, softback, everything, uh, which just absolutely is mind-boggling to me. Uh, It's been in the top ten of all paperback books for 57 weeks and has been a top 10 bestseller in most of the other European countries as well. And every city I went to, people came up and told me of their cancer healing, their Parkinson's healing, their depression healing, uh, relationships healing. Uh, it was it was it was absolutely overwhelming uh, because we've never heard from any of these people. Um, so um, you have. Uh, uh, we have many, many, many brothers and sisters in Europe that are uh, like-minded and uh, wanting to live their life in love and truth and peace, and um, uh, it was so wonderful to be with them all. I-, I know some of them are listening today. Okay, what we're going to talk about for a few minutes here uh, is a whole book. I could do a whole book on what we're talking about today, and maybe I will someday, and some of this is in, a, in the, another book, uh, but I'm going to try to get through this as efficiently as I can, uh, but to me, what we're talking about today is so foundational to everything in your life, health, illness, happiness, sadness, relationships, wonderful or strained, you name it, and and what we're going to talk about today is kind of a blueprint or an owner's manual, in a way, for for those issues, especially if you're struggling with those issues. And I'm going to start again. I, I read this quote not too long ago from Dr. Bernie Siegel, one of my favorites. And, and I'm going to start with this again today, and I think you'll realize why probably in about 15 minutes. But this is Dr. Bernie Siegel, medical doctor, Uh, author of Love, Medicine, and Miracles, and here's what he said. Most people make life's important decisions by using their intellect. They think and become logical. Thus, their path in life becomes pathological. As a physician, 
I know how important our feelings are. We store a lifetime of feelings in our body. If not felt and responded to, they lead to disease. Once again, a state of pathology. Uh, so kind of keep that in the backdrop of what we're going to be discussing today. And, and here's where I want to start. Every, program, every problem and any problem you can ever have in your life has some commonalities about it. And, and if we take these commonalities apart, sometimes we can figure out where it comes from and what has to happen in order to fix it. Um, the commonalities are light versus darkness, love versus fear, truth versus falsehood. Just like ingredients in a cake or ingredients in some recipe. And you can have an infinite number of combinations among those basic ingredients, but in any problem area you're ever going to have in your life, you're going to have these ingredients. And, and as uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf said in her best-selling book, Who Turned Off My Brain, we don't have a single mechanism in our heart, spirit, soul, mind, or body for the negative. Not one. Everything is made to function perfectly, to function in harmony, to function in health. So whenever we experience the negative, it's a malfunction of something. So that means I've got darkness instead of light in my cells. That means I've got fear instead of love in my mind or my inner subconscious. It means I've got uh, uh, a falsehood that I'm believing and, and, and every wrong belief and in every memory that is creating stress in my brain and nervous system, there's a falsehood, always, no exceptions. So, so those are some common ingredients. Uh, a number of years ago, I started teaching a thing that I called the what, the why, and the who. And it's simply that in any issue in life, there is a what, a why, and a who. The what is the symptom and the circumstance. It is pain-pleasure-based, which means to seek pleasure and avoid pain, and it's primarily physical, even if it's a non-physical issue. It's coming from your hardwired survival instinct, pain-pleasure, seek pleasure, avoid pain, hard-drive mechanisms. The why is why you're doing what you're doing. You know, I, I know I should be making those sales calls, but for some reason I don't do it. I know I should spend more time with my wife. I know I should exercise. I know I shouldn't uh, drink so much. I know, but why, in spite of knowing that, am I not doing that? That's the why. And then the who is the real reason why you're doing it. And it is always an identity issue. It's always a heart issue. It's always a spiritual issue. It's always about who you are. Am I, am I, uh, am I a person who deserves health and happiness? Am I a person who lives in love? Am I a person who can be successful? Or am I not? Am I a failure? Am I going to get cancer because my dad did and heart disease because my mom did? and a whole bunch of other things, and so I'm just following my programming. So the what, the why, and the who, the what is what we think the problem is, it's the symptom. The why is why we're acting in that situation, and the who 
is why we're really doing it that we usually never know. And it's always about issues of the heart and our identity. Identity is primarily a spiritual heart issue. The pain-pleasure programming is hardwired to your physical body, your un- and subconscious mind, and your conscious mind, and then your programming is spiritual and mental. It's like the software on a computer. It's both. They interact, but, but they're different as well. Your identity and your pain-pleasure programming may directly contradict each other and all the time. Okay, Your programming, which is the software, comes out of and is influenced by both your identity and your pain, pain, <laughs> pain pleasure programming. Okay, So these things are – you know, I heard, a, I heard an illustration one time of, um, of a cherry pie. And the guy said, you know, you take a really good southern cherry pie – and you cut it into pieces, and then about 10 seconds later, you can't see where the pieces are anymore because the cherry parts all run back together again. So even though underneath it's still separated, you, you can't really see the separation. And that's how your identity, your pain, pleasure, hardwired programming, and then our software programming, which is mind and spirit, work. They're separate but they overlap, and they're, they're all interact, they all interact with each other. Now, you can have an overall, meaning Alex Lloyd, my whole life, and everything about my life. I can have an overall identity of who I am. I can have an overall way that my pain-pleasure programming acts on me. I call that the flesh. And, and, and so it's, it's physical things, it's ice cream, it's sex, it's uh, 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 television, it, it's a thousand different things, okay? So I can have an overall of that, and then I can have issues specific about those things. So I can have an overall identity of myself that may be, hey, I'm an okay guy, but then maybe when it comes to business and being successful – I have an identity that comes from my father, mother, grandparents, uh, or, or just something I, I learned in relation to my brothers and sisters or a bully on the, on the uh, playground at school, okay, where maybe about that specific area, I think, you know what, I, I'm, just, I'm just not that guy that can be real successful at business. I just can't. And so I have a poor, maybe you even say a wrong identity of myself in a specific area, even if overall I think I'm, I'm an okay guy, okay? And I can also have programming, software, unconscious, subconscious, and conscious. I can also have programming that is great about one area, but maybe it's full of lies and fear and darkness about another area. So there can be an overall, and then there can be a specific to particular issues, all right? 
So what I would advise this week, as you go uh, sit under your tree and pray, that's what I say because I, I sit under a tree, but if, that, if, if for you that's walking or, or whatever, but as you pray and sit under your tree this week, you know, I, w- I, I, would, I would sort of take stock of those things. You know, what about my life do I feel like is, man, that is really good. I feel really good about that area of my life. But then this area of my life, uh, something's going on there, okay? Well, you can be guaranteed that you've got a what, why, and who issue related to that. And, and, and you can also almost be guaranteed that you have pain-pleasure programming, or what I call the flesh, that is interfering with that area of your life being in love and joy and peace, okay? And, and, it's, and it's putting you into fear and stress instead of love and joy and peace. So for any problem, you have to examine all three. And there's two threes that we've talked about. One is the what, the why, the who. The second one is your identity, your pain, pleasure, hardwired hardwired programming, and your software programming, which would be spiritual and mental. Okay? So for any issue in your life, you have to examine both of those sets of three. For the what, the why, and the who, what's the symptom? What is the reason I would most, you know, quickly say, ah, this is why I do that? And then third, what is the real reason that's based on my identity of who I am at the deepest core of my being? And then in addition to those two sets of three, we've got to throw in the ingredients, love versus fear, truth versus falsehood, light versus darkness. So if I've got an issue with uh, being successful in business, I've got to find out, okay, what's my identity issue related to that, okay? What is the, um, the programming, the pain, pleasure, the what, the why, and the who related to that, and what's the lie I'm believing? Okay, because there's always a lie you're believing in an area where you're not in love and joy and peace. There's always a lie. From the lie comes stress from, and fear, and from the stress and fear comes health problems, broken relationships, and more failure. You know, we come into the world with all of these. We come in with hardwired programming of the flesh to seek pleasure and avoid pain. We come in with programming, um, with software programming about issues in life from our, our genealogy and our ancestors. We come into the world with um, software programming also from ancestors and what we learned those first six years of life, the way our parents treat us. Uh, our, our, our physical life circumstances, if we have enough to eat, if we're, if we're uh, warm when it's cold outside, if we can not be burning up when it's hot outside, you know, our physical safety, we come into the world with all of those. And nothing changes, typically, unless your identity changes. 
Now, you can work on symptoms all day long, and you might make some progress on those, okay? You know, get the latest book on changing your behavior or changing your thought patterns or changing your emotions or whatever. Man, billions of dollars have been made on those things over the last 65 years. The problem is there's a 97% failure rate over the last 65 years on those things too. And the reason is because typically until your identity issue changes, none of the rest of it changes. Change your identity of who you are from a lie to the truth, from, from darkness to light, from fear to love, and your programming starts to change automatically. And you don't even have to sweat and work to change those thought patterns and emotions. If your identity changes, they automatically change. And then, sometimes for the first time in your life, you have the ability to override your seek pleasure and avoid pain hardwired programming. And most people, in my experience, in their entire life, never get to that point. They live their whole life at 20, at 30, at 60, at 80, by seek pleasure and avoid pain. Well, the only way you're ever going to be able to override that is in light, love, and truth, which means you have to be transformed and reprogrammed in your heart and mind, and once that happens, then, yes, then you can say, you know what, even if it hurts, I'm doing this, because that's what's right. And even if I don't get this thing that I really want, I'm doing this, because it's what I believe in, it's what I want to do, it's a higher, a higher good. Your identity is mainly spiritual. Your programming is mainly mental. Your pain-pleasure hardwired programming is mainly physical. But all of them overlap, and they all affect each other. You know, as I, as I was thinking about this week, and I was in Europe when I was thinking about this, and I met so many people over there, saw so many beautiful things, um, this thought occurred to me. To continue in a cycle of fear, falsehood, and darkness, to continue in a cycle of the flesh, to continue in a cycle of seeking pleasure and avoiding pain in almost any and every circumstance of life, and basically evaluating success or failure in everything in your life by seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, and was I successful or not at that, when you know that by doing that over time, it's going to make the pain worse and worse. And that the pain will be worse than the pleasure that you receive from seeking pleasure. When we do that primarily for adrenaline, for dopamine, as we've talked about before, as far as why we get into this stress response because of those brain chemicals, the dopamine cycle, the adrenaline cycle, when we do it for that, you know, to me, it, it, the, the thing that came up to me, and I know this is a stupid example, but it's what came up to me, it, it's almost like saying, 
okay, you know what? I've got a hammer here, and I'm barefoot. I'm almost always barefoot. So in order in order to experience the release of adrenaline and that dopamine, the chemical rush, I'm going to smash my toe. I mean, that's that's isn't that stupid? Isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard of? I mean, to sit here, and I really am barefoot. I don't have a hammer in the room. I should have had a hammer in the room. But 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 if while I was talking to you, I said, oh, man, seek pleasure, avoid pain. I want some of that adrenaline and some of that dopamine and all that sort of thing. So I'm going to smash my toe with the hammer. Well, I know no one would do that because we would think that's stupid. And it is, but how stupid is it, how how double dumb is it to live 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of my life seeking pleasure and avoiding pain related to things that can never bring me ultimate pleasure or the pain relief that's related to my identity and who I am and my relationship with God, my relationship with you, my relationship with hope, that is what I really, truly want and need most in life. How stupid is that? I might as well take the hammer to my toe. It'd be a whole lot faster. And you know, I bet if I did that with the hammer in my toe, I bet I wouldn't do it again. But the other seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, I do over and over and over and over again. It's an addiction, and I do it all my life, and I don't even know why I'm doing that. And that's one of the things that impressed me when I went to Europe, is I would have all these people uh, at these events, and we would do question and answer time, and so many people just said, I don't know why I keep doing this. I mean, I know it's not good. I know I'm going to end up with the same results I always have. I know I'm not going to be successful. I know it's not going to help my health or it's going to hurt my health or relationships or whatever. Why do I keep doing this and how can I change it? Well, if you've listened, if you li- if you've listened to this program long, you know that to me the answer to that question Number one through ten, for me, is prayer and my relationship with God. Number one is prayer. Number two is prayer. Number three is prayer. Number five is prayer. Number nine is prayer. Number ten is prayer, okay? But then maybe about eleven, I'm going to start taking a look at, okay, where is this coming from in my life? Who do I believe I am? What are my identity issues? Where am I seeking pleasure and avoiding pain rather than saying I'm going to act in love regardless of the pain, regardless of the pleasure, no matter what comes, okay? And then get out the master key, get out the healing codes, and and reprogram, deprogram, And then once I'm living from an internal state of love, joy, and peace, I'm going to say, you know what? My goal is to live the next 30 minutes in love no matter what I'm doing. 
And the most important thing in regard to that is relationships. I was on the way home, and um, this is the Monday edition of this week of USA Today. Okay? What's the date of that? That's two days ago. So whatever today is, two days ago, this edition of USA Today came out, and on the front page of USA Today, a new study that suggests that based on your relationships and whether they're loving or stressed, the odds of you getting a disease and dying in middle age are two to three times greater if you are in strained or stressed relationships than if you are in loving relationships. Well, there is no love outside of relationship. So if everything boils down to love versus fear, then everything boils down to relationship with yourself, with others, and with God. So as you sit under your tree and pray this week, man, I would just just pray, meditate, think about this stuff, and get your legal pad and a piece of paper and say, where are the problem issues of my life? Where, where am I experiencing fear? darkness, bad results that I don't want, and I'm doing it over and over again, and I'm believing a lie. And what's the lie I'm believing? And how can I change that, fix that, start believing the truth, and finally live the life that I want to live? And it doesn't come from trying harder. It comes from replacing fear with love, darkness with light, falsehood with truth. Okay? So I encourage you to do that this week. Pray and meditate about it. Get out the tools. Change those underlying beliefs. Uh, pull those splinters out that, those, that are those lies that we're believing about our identity and worth and who we are and who we're not, that are generational, that we've learned, that have come from our families, that have come from friends, that have come from the playground, wherever they've come from. And let's heal those and let's start living our life in love and truth and success. Okay? So um, that's my two cents for this week. Do with it what you will. And um, but 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 we have got to get out of pain, pleasure to love and truth. If we don't, nothing will ever change.